Hey guys, and welcome back to the FFP. We got a lot to go over today. First off, it's our week six start sit, which of course, every week we're going to go over every player from every game and give you everything you need to know. There will be timestamps down in the description below. But before we get into any of that, we do have a contest that we want to ru- run. So Rob, why don't you break down the details? Yeah, so here's what we're doing. We did a couple years ago, and it's basically a subscriber boost contest. And here's how you can do this. We're giving away a free NFL jersey. You get to pick the team, the size, et cetera, whatever you want, and we'll buy it for you. No cost whatsoever. But here's how you get in the contest, and here's how you could possibly win that jersey. What we want you to do is get people to subscribe to the channel. It can be your best friend, buddy, whatever, coworker. Um, and what we want you to do is make a notation on our videos that my name is so and so, and this is a subscriber that I got to subscribe. And if we can verify that, then we'll take your name and put it in the hat. In two weeks, when it's all done, everybody who's gotten a subscriber, we're going to take all those names, put it in the hat. We'll do a live draw right here on a video to tell you who won the jersey. Now, here's the thing, too. You get a friend to join one time, great, that's one. You get 10 friends to join, your name goes in 10 times to win the jersey. We've done it before. A few people know we're going to win a lot of free merch here, so we're excited. I mean, who doesn't want a free NFL jersey? I know if I had one right now, mine would be Terry McLaurin. Do you have a guy that you like? Yeah, you know, there's a few guys, but I think of all the players out there, is I love Cooper Cup, but you know what? I think I want Justin Herbert. Yeah, so. He's been really fun to watch. Yeah, so anyways, that's exciting. Easy way to win an NFL jersey. So I got the first game and I start the video. I got the Bucks versus the Eagles. I always start with our quarterbacks there. So sort of Tom Brady, uh, no Gronkowski, no problem. This guy has so many weapons, Evans, Godwin, Brown. Um, and he looked at stat, once again, don't quote me on this one, but I think it was the first ever game where he had 400 yards passing and five touchdowns in the same game. He's certainly done that before. I don't know, together. Either way, it doesn't matter. It was a great game. The guy does not age. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does. He's not that much younger than me, but he looks like he's 20 years younger than me. He's averaging the most points Per game in fantasy amongst quarterbacks, most total points. Now, he did injure his thumb this week. It was wrapped up today. But all the coaching staff and Tom kind of laughed and said, I'm going to play that game. I'm going to be fine. I'm good to go. Obviously, monitor that Thursday. But, I mean, if he plays, you're going to play that guy, right? Absolutely. He's going to be just fine. Yeah. Talk about Jalen Hurts here. Last game was not a pretty game. But like we've said many times in the video, because his legs, you know, the goal line carries, running the ball, things like that, he's always going to have a decent game. And sure enough, last game, that's exactly what he did. His lowest fantasy point total this year has been 22. He's averaging 26 per game. And you know what? He's not even a great quarterback year per se, but as far as fantasy go, he's fourth among quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. Great play. And what makes it even better is playing Tampa Bay, giving up the eighth most points to quarterbacks. Who are going to be without linebacker stud, most likely Levante David, and also Anton Winfield Jr. Um, is in concussion protocol. That means he's got a day and a half basically to get cleared of that. I don't think it's going to happen, so I think they're going to be out of that. And here's one more thing that I like about the start this week for him, it hurts there, is Tom Brady and the Bucks will score points. Right now, they're third in the league, scoring 33.4 points per game. It's going to force him to have to throw often, a lot of garbage time stats, so I like both quarterbacks in that one. Do you agree? No, I completely agree. Here's what I'm interested. I want to hear about the running backs. Yeah, so let's look at the running backs. Start with uh, the Bucks, Leonard Fournette. you got Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard. So Philadelphia allows the seventh most points to backs. And to me, Fournette has become the clear back there. If you're going to start one, he's the guy to go with. But, you know, they do divide the carries out and the touches out. Ronald Jones getting carries, and Bernard gets touches. Um, Especially in the passing game, he's very effective there. And so I think that Leonard Fournette is a strong start. But I would say that he's a little tempered um, by the fact that, you know, they're not going to just commit to him for 25 carries a game. I don't see that happening. Plus, they throw the ball so much. I would say that he's an RB2, a mid to low range. I think he's a little bit stronger in PPR leagues because he's really solid catching the ball in the backfield. So he's the guy to go with. I would sit Jones and Giovanni Bernard. The only way you'd even consider them is one other back would have to get injured there, and then maybe you'd reevaluate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Not, not a perfect situation, but, you know, Fournette's actually getting quite a bit of carries there. 
Yeah, he, his role is expanding, obviously. They trust him more and more. I think what it really comes down to, from what I gather, is Ronald Jones' ineffectiveness in the passing game, either catching the ball or the ability to, to pick up some of those blocking schemes. You know, you got to be able to do that, and Fournette does that well. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the running backs for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles right now. Gainwell and Sanders. So the absence of David, a linebacker there, is going to help quite a bit. He's a very good linebacker. Um, but right now, Sanders is only averaging 9.6 carries per game and 3.2 catches for a total of 64 yards and zero touchdowns. That's not pretty. Um, and I expect in this game they'll be playing from behind, and what they've shown in the last couple games when they're playing from behind, they have favored Gainwell sometimes in those situations like they did the game before. And so if you had to use one of those backs, man, I would say maybe Sanders if you're in a PPR league and you have to be in a league that's 14 teams or larger as a very low-end running back to reflex. But it's better to sit both of those guys and just watch and see what's going to happen there. Well, here's what's especially frustrating about that. You feel like at some point one of those guys is going to have a big game and then someone's going to be like, oh, I was right for starting him. And you'd be like, no, you can't predict when that game is going to happen based off of what that offense is looking like. And let's be honest, what's the thing that hurts them the most is probably the fact that they have a third running back there in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know, in fantasy, you've got to put your emotions aside and deal with the numbers. It's like betting. We talk about all the time the gambler always forgets all the times he lost. He only remembers the one time he nailed it. That happens in fantasy. Mm-hmm. One time you'll do it and you'll remember it and you'll nail it and you'll be right. And you'll, you know, that's what you remember. But uh, you've got to play it wise in this one. I'd sit those guys. As far as wide receivers go, look at the Bucks. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. All three of those are must starts every week. But because of target distribution, um, those guys are wide receiver one talents. They're that good, but you have to start them as wide receiver twos because the target distribution really devalues them a little bit there. Now, if one of those wide receivers begins to miss a game, then the other two become wide receiver ones. They're mm-hmm. just that good. You start all three. Unfortunately, from week to week, you don't know what you're going to get there, but they're so good. Well, and this might be the opposite of what we just talked about with the Eagles running backs with the Bucks wide receivers. Yeah, they might have a little bit of an off day, but when they have their good days, it's so good it will win you your game. You can't afford to miss out on that. You need to play them, even though there is a little bit of risk there. But Gronk being out certainly helps. Yes, it does. Uh, as far as Philadelphia wide receivers, the only one you should even look at is uh, Devontae Smith. First round pick is our most talented wide receiver. Um this is probably going to be one of the greatest wide receiver draft classes of all time. Like, you just see what's happening there. There's so much talent there, and he's one of those. I would start him as a low-end wide receiver, too, in a high-scoring game. He could see 10-plus targets in this one. As far as the other wide receivers, I would sit them. Now, as far as tight ends go, um, I need a tight end. I got George Kittle. He's hurt. I picked up Zach Ertz this week. Oh, he laid an egg. It stunk. But I tell you what, if you look at Ertz or Godwin, um, it's a situation that if you can avoid, you probably should. They devalue one another. But there is some hope. Okay. They play Thursday. The Buccaneers get the six most points to tight ends. And it sounds like Dallas Godart, okay, is in COVID protocol right now. He went into it today. In order to get out of it, you have to have two negative tests between then and the game. So between now and Thursday, I don't see that happening. That means they're going to have one guy to lean on. And they're all missing Levante David at linebacker. I think Zach Ertz suddenly becomes a guy you can start and feel very good about this week. Normally, I don't like that situation. But I think this week, everything's falling into place for him to be a good play. What is the, uh, are they only testing once a day for that? I think that's what they have to do. I don't know if the, what the gap is between the two tests, but I think that has to be 24 hours and two negative tests. So, I mean, it just doesn't look good. Well, it's Tuesday today, and I, from what we've heard, he hasn't passed any tests, correct? Yeah. So that means he would have to pass tomorrow and Thursday before the game. If he fails his test tomorrow, there's no possible way. Well, and that's the beauty. If he fails tomorrow, right away, you're going to know um, what direction to go with this. So watch that and see. As far as uh, Brait, uh, Cameron Brait, I would sit him. Um, either way, it doesn't matter to me. Now, there's been talk, Coach Arian said that Gronkowski could play, which, by the way, I think is stupid. Why would you risk it? This guy is too good. You're going to probably win this game, and you're going to compete in the postseason. I would sit him. 
Um, but if he does play, he's pretty talented. He was hot before he got hurt. But because of a pre-existing injury, I would start him as a low-end tight end one. Um, but I don't see him playing. As far as I would uh, start Suckup, I would sit Elliott. I would say Philadelphia's defense, and the Bucks' defense is a moderate start, but I'd say what, they're not playing nearly as good as they were last year. So um, you could probably find a better streaming option if you have to play them, you could. All right, let's get into it. Our second game and my first game, Dolphins at Jaguars. Let's talk about the Jaguars first. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he had a big fantasy day last week. In fact, he finished eighth amongst quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. That was the first time that he had a startable week. So first of all, that tells you probably not very consistent as a whole. He's 21st in fantasy QB scoring. I'm going to avoid playing Trevor Lawrence, but I will will say this. Over the last couple of games, he's looked a bit better. He doesn't look amazing, but there are, you know, some definitely some turnaround in that Jaguars offense. Good thing, you know, just kind of got to be a little excited there as things are starting to turn around, but I still wouldn't play him in fantasy. The guy you got to play has to be James Robinson. Tenth amongst running backs in fantasy scoring, and he's trending upward. Remember that he started the season very slow, and it wasn't his fault. They weren't giving him the touches. It's one of those things where, you know, we always joke about how we're, you know, armchair quarterbacks, right? But let's be honest. With how good James Robinson played last year and how little they used him, now they're using him and he's playing great. You just sit there and shake your head like, do these coaches know anything? Uh, He goes out there, he finishes 38th in running back scoring week one, then 28th, then 4th, 8th, and 11th. Here's the thing, at this level of production right now, Robinson is an RB1, and I mean that. The Dolphins give up the most fantasy points to running backs. In fact, they've given up 100-plus yards to Jonathan Taylor, Peyton Barber and Damian Harris. That is not the most elite class of running backs. Even Taylor's good, but but he struggled this year. So start uh, Robinson. As far as the wide receivers go, uh, Marvin Jones looked like a guy for a while there that was the main wide receiver. And for most weeks, I would say play him. But he's got back-to-back weeks where he has finished outside of the top 75 in weekly wide receiver scoring. At this point, when you see back-to-back weeks like that, I, am, I imagine he's going to bounce back. But I think you got to sit him. Uh, as far as the other wide receivers, really the only other guy there because Chark is out is LaVisca Chenault. He's been a bust too. He's 51st in wide receiver scoring. So I'm going to sit him as well. Again, I hate to, to look at an offense and say there isn't talent to play most of those guys, but that whole receiving core is really underperformed as of lately. There's one guy you can play though, and he's their tight end, Dan Arnold. They actually went out and made a mood for him in a trade. And in just his second game for the Jaguars, he caught six of his eight targets for 64 yards, and he will have a role in that offense that could even expand a little bit more from there. So I would play Dan Arnold this week. Probably not going to have tight end, you know, top four fantasy production, but I do expect he'll be a very safe play this week, especially in PPR. Finally, I'm going to sit their kickers Lambeau and Wright, and I'm going to sit to the Jaguars defense. Uh, Taking a look at the other side, one good piece of news for Dolphins fans in that offense is that Tua, who has the broken ribs, sounds like he may come back soon. He was even shown throwing a football. It's not at practice, but was throwing a football a little bit. We'll see how many weeks until he gets back. When he was originally hurt, they thought he would be back week six. Doesn't look like it's quite going to happen at this point. So Brissett will be the starter. He is back-to-back weeks with two touchdown passes, but... They were both blowout losses for me. I'm going to sit Jacoby Brissett. He's got a safe floor, but there's so many quarterbacks out there. You're not starting your quarterback based off of his floor. You need to play him based off of their ceiling. As far as the running backs go, here's a confusing situation. What do you do with Miles Gaskin? He's a guy who, he's a bit confusing. Uh, in PPR leagues, you got to play him, right? What Last week he had, what, 10 catches for 74 yards and two TDs. 
But I also understand that he makes me a little nervous. He had just five carries, just five carries. In fact, he's a guy who, you know, he put up 31 fantasy points last week, but he makes me nervous. So so I'll say this, you got to play him. You do have to play him. But I, you know, expect that he can very well have an off week, right? Not every week is going to be able to be 10 catches for two receiving touchdowns. You know what I mean? So I would play him, understand that he might have you running back one potential, or he might play like your flex play. You don't know exactly what you're going to get. I imagine typically it will be more on the good side as they seriously need him to produce. What do, you, do you have anything to add to that? You know, I, I agree with that. I mean, I feel very comfortable with him in PPR leagues. Uh, in standards, you're kind of touchdown dependent, really, if you're going to have a good ones there. And he doesn't have a lot of rushing touchdowns. Of course, he gets receiving touchdowns, but he's kind of hit or miss. I think, once again, in PPR leagues, very comfortable with the guy. Mm-hmm. Standard, not so much. Uh, the other running back to mention is Malcolm Brown. Been hearing this from a lot of people and, you know, saying, oh, hey, he's gaining a role in that offense. He certainly is, but he doesn't do anything in the passing game. And he's only seeing, you know, about eight touches a game. That's not phenomenal. And what really scares me is what he's doing with that. Last game, he had eight carries for 23 yards. That's 2.8 yards per carry. Uh, just stay away from Malcolm Brown. He is gaining a role in that offense, but the only fantasy impact that that has is really taking away value from Gaskin. As far as the wide receivers go, Jalen Waddle. I'm going to say start this guy despite the fact that he's been a bit of a bust the last two weeks. In fact, over the last two weeks, he's combined just five catches and 63 yards. But I think he's going to be just fine this week. Guys, we get it. He's a younger wide receiver. Not every game can be a hit. Um, and what really stands out is Devontae Parker and Will Fuller will be out. This, of course, means he's going to see a big boost in volume. Now, they have been out even last game in the last couple of games for, for some of them. So you have to wonder, maybe that's too much attention from defenses that's hurt him. But I also think he's going to work through that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to hurt him right now is lack of Tua. He looked great when Tua was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game, I saw one where he would have had a touchdown and wide open and uh, uh, was thrown behind his back hip. It was a terrible throw by Brissett. So, uh, but I think you're right. I think volume, uh, he'll be a decent volume play there. Uh, looking at the tight end, Mike Gesicki, over the last three games, he is third in fantasy scoring amongst tight ends. He has seen a huge volume boost. As long as Brissett is playing, you got to start Gesicki. I really mean that. Um, then you look at the kicker, Jason Sanders. He's an okay start this week. Uh, he's a good kicker, but the offense just isn't as productive as it needs to be. And finally, I'm going to sit the Dolphins defense. So that's my breakdown for the game. Not the most exciting game, but there's definitely some fantasy value to be had in that matchup. So I got the Packers versus the Bears, start with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So after bad week one, they've righted the ship there. They look fine in Green Bay. I'm not saying they're going to be great this year, but they look, you know, just fine. Uh, he's worth a start, but it's in a game where Fields won't score a lot of points for the Bears. Um, and he's not playing at the MVP level that we're typically used to seeing Rodgers play at. So I think he's a start, but a low-end start. Now, the reason why he's a lower-end start this week is that the Bears allow the six fewest points to quarterbacks. That defense is playing really well right now. And so uh, I think you need to play him, but temper your expectations in this one. Uh, as far as looking at fields, um, he's just not reliable. He's growing. We see him making strides, but he's just not there. That you got to sit this guy. As far as wide receivers go, with the Bears, you got Allen Robinson. Um, man, that must hurt you. You got him, don't you? Yeah, he's been frustrating for me because you know how talented he is. It's got to be the quarterbacks. Yeah, this poor guy's been haunted by quarterbacks all the way when he played for the Jaguars and now. Um, but it doesn't matter. Fields is not a good quarterback in terms of fantasy yet. Um, actually, in terms of quarterback yet, honestly. So Robinson and Mooney sit both of those guys. Now some might argue that, yeah, but Jair Alexander will be on the IR. That might help. doesn't matter. They're going to run the ball a lot. Fields is not playing well. Um, Allen has been a major disappointment this year, and it looks like in the near future that's going to continue. I would sit those guys. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, 
uh, man, I'm not sure what to do with this one. Like I said, it's a tough call. But if you don't start him, you're an idiot that shouldn't be playing fantasy football. The guy is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he's going to get all these targets, and at defenses, he still finds a way to get open. So uh, go ahead and play him. I would sit all the wide receivers for the Packers. I would sit all tight ends for both teams. Robert Tanya is starting to look like a one-year wonder right now, so mm-hmm. sit them. Uh, I would sit the Bears kicker. Now, Crosby, I would start him. Yes, I know he missed three kicks last game, but it's still a good play for him. So look past that. He's a veteran. He should rebound just fine. Well, and I said that a few weeks ago about Greg Joseph after he missed the big kick. And you know what? It was the right call to start him the prior, the week after. Yeah, and he's been just fine. As far as defenses go, I would start the Packers defense, but sit the Bears, even though they're very good defense. They're going against uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's not uh, turnover prone. And the Packers, after week one, since then, they've only allowed average two points against opposing defenses. So I would sit the Bears' defense. Is that all? Mm. All right, guys, getting into our next matchup. We got Bengals at Lions. Let's start off with the Bengals and Joe Burrow. He has been really impressive this year. He's playing well and managing the games well. Uh, not that he is a game manager, but it seems like he's doing everything in the right situations. He's even playing tough, played through that injury last game. He is, in fact, questionable right now with that throat contusion, though he was released from the hospital, and all reports are that he is already 100% healthy, that it's not an issue, that just, boom, he's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, So that's, of course, great news. That being said, as great as he's played, even if he's healthy, I'm not going to start him in fantasy. Despite how awesome he's been, he's 19th in fantasy scoring with only one top 12 finish. That top 12 finish, he finished 11th amongst quarterbacks. So you really have to look at that and understand that like that was the best he's done so far, and he barely squeaked into your lineup. I think you've got some better options. Again, this isn't Joe Burrow being a bad quarterback, but the way that Bengals team is run right now, they're not giving him the volume to produce fantasy-wise. That's not his fault, but for that reason, you got to find another quarterback. As far as the running back Joe Mixon goes, he's currently third, 13th excuse me, in fantasy running back scoring, but it is a bit confusing. He's really been carried by a strong week one. Over the last four weeks, he struggled. He has finished 35th, 30th, 23rd, and 33rd in weekly running back scoring. Now, when we talk about, like, say, last week he finished 33rd, a lot of you might think, okay, that means to sit him. When we include things like bye weeks, we include things like injuries, he's still going to crack a lot of lineups, and I think he's going to bounce back and be just fine. I think week one not wasn't so much a fluke as that's really his ceiling. He is a very talented running back, and he should capitalize in this matchup versus the Lions, giving up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. So I would play Joe Mixon this week. Yeah, I got Joe Mixon. I think what really hurt him last week, uh, he played with an injury, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got that ankle foot injury there, and so obviously his health, I think he was 100%. You know, he's a guy that's going to get 20, 25 carries a game. As long as he's not 100%, yeah, you always have to temper your expectations. Yeah, and you got to wonder if you got slightly game scripted out in a fair few of those games, like, you know, say week two where they had there a bit of a shootout and kind of throwing the ball a lot late. That, that probably hurt his carries a bit. So, you know, in a matchup like this versus the Lions, I think they're going to be a lot more comfortable to run the ball more. As far as the wide receivers go, start Jamar Chase. Five touchdowns in five games. He's coming off his second 100-plus yard receiving game. I mean, 159 yards. Can't argue with his production. He is already insane. He is at, you know, seventh in wide receiver scoring. That means he's already a wide receiver one. He has been just phenomenal. Uh, The other guy there to consider is T. Higgins. Now, he is 29th amongst wide receivers in fantasy scoring if you only count the three games that he played. He did miss some time due to an injury. But when he's been out there, he's been productive, and he has been the clear number two option. So I would actually start T. Higgins, and I'm going to sit Tyler Boyd. Boyd's been deceiving, 
because he's had two good fantasy games. But you have to understand both of those games were when T. Higgins was out, and that was a huge boost to his volume in production. When Higgins is in, Boyd does not have a big role. I would also sit C.J. Uzoma, their kicker, Evan McPherson, and the Bengals defense. Now taking a look here at the other side, what about the Lions? Uh, Jared Goff, I'm going to sit him. He's got just two touchdowns over the last three games. He actually started off the season with a couple of good games, and he looked like he was going to have a lot of fantasy value. They have since really struggled. Part of that comes down to, and I'm going to skip the running backs and the receivers, part of that comes down to the struggle of teams have really learned how to stop TJ Hawkinson. That has been a huge issue. Hawkinson comes out, first two weeks, he's got eight catches apiece, back-to-back touchdowns. That looks awesome. Here's what he's done the last three weeks. Two catches for 10 yards, four catches for 40, and two catches for 22. I don't even know what to make of that. At this point, you know, you got to wonder if you even feel comfortable starting TJ Hawkinson. What, what do you make of that, Rob? Because I've got something that I'd like to say, but... Yeah, Hawkinson to me is a top five talent. He's very good, undeniable first round pick. I think seventh overall. Uh, defenses are, are double teaming. They're looking to shut him down. I think he's too talented to sit at a position where you don't have a lot of options out there. So I would start him. But yeah, it's it's getting concerning at this point. Mm-hmm. What's your take? Well, here's the thing. If you listened to us the last couple of weeks and you yeah. picked up a Dalton Schultz or someone like that, or maybe even a Hunter Henry, like you would probably want to lean on those guys. Unfortunately, I know what happened. You come off those first two strong weeks from Hawkinson, and you probably didn't pick up a tight end. And that's where you're kind of kicking yourself, and there's nothing you can do about it. So probably play TJ Hawkinson unless you've got another option. If you think you might have a better option, that's what the comment section's before there for, and we'll we'll try to help you out. But let's move on. What about the running backs? you got to play DeAndre Swift. He's second in fantasy running back scoring in PPR. In fact, he's on pace for 99 catches and just shy of 900 receiving yards with a total of 10 touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift has been just a real shining bright spot in that offense. He's been really fun to watch. So I would play him. I would, however, sit Jamal Williams. As far as the wide receivers go, both Tyro Williams and Quintez Cephas are out. And you know who's really taken advantage of that is Amon Ra St. Brown. Over the last two games, he's had some good games. He had eight targets, six catches, 70 yards. And then last game, he had eight targets, seven catches, and 65 yards. Those are really wide receiver three type numbers. And if he could even find the end zone, might even be wide receiver two numbers. So as long as those other receivers are hurt, I think you can play St. Brown. I think he's definitely got some volume or some value through that volume if those other guys are out. Uh, finally, Austin Siebert, I'm going to start him. He scored 12 fantasy points last week. He kicked three field goals. One of them was a 50 plus yarder. He's been really great. And finally, I'm going to sit the Lions defense in that matchup. Let's look at the Texans versus the Colts. <clears throat> so what happened to uh, Davis Mills there? Like that was, was out of nowhere, wasn't it? That was really weird. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. After three, by the way, very, very brutal starts. He looked terrible. He was excellent in that game. But here's the thing. Even though we look good, I hope that brings you hope to the Texans. You need more games before you can trust this guy. Sit him. Don't get cute, right? Just don't get silly. Sit the guy. Uh, Carson Wentz, somebody going to disagree with me on this one. He's playing Houston, giving him the ninth most points to quarterbacks. Minus one game, fantasy-wise, once again, I said fantasy-wise, Wentz has been okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, on Monday, he reminded me of the quarterback we saw in year two when he was favored to win the MVP before he got hurt. They got Paris Campbell back to run the ball better. So I think if you need to stream a quarterback this week, I think you can go with Wentz and he'll be worth a start. Uh, definitely in daily fantasy if he's cheap enough. Mm-hmm. Um, his weapons are really round into shape. He's got Taylor there. You got to see just what he can do when he touches the ball. I mean, what a 70-yard touchdown, receiving touchdown there. Of course, we know Naeem Hines is very good receiving the ball. You got Pittman, Campbell. So he's got some quality weapons. So look at the running backs. Um, 
So the running backs for the uh, the Texans there, that is a, a, just a mess, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't care if Johnson, Ingram, Lindsey, I would sit all three of those guys. Now, as far as the running backs for the Colts go, you got Hines, you got Taylor there. Uh, Taylor started as a strong running back one last two weeks. We're starting to see what everybody kind of expected from him. He looks really good there. No problems there. And like Naheem Hines, this is a guy that can have PPR value in deep leagues. But with Taylor fully healthy, run the ball well, and also use Mac there, who, by the way, looked pretty good in that game also. Mm-hmm. I don't see he's going to get a ton of targets in a game that, quite honestly, I think they'll leave from start to finish. I would sit Hines in this one. Uh, Brandon Cooks, all year long, we said this guy's a good volume play. But last week, we did say sit him against the Patriots. I hope he did. He didn't have a very good week. And the week before that, he played a very good Bills defense, which, by the way, um, who do you think right now who's the best team in the NFL? I think it's got to be the Bills. And I kind of told you that before that Chiefs game where I really, they just stuck it to the Chiefs. And I wasn't all that surprised. I kind of called that. but Yeah, they seem like they're the best team right now out there, obviously. And so that was against, he struggled against the, the Buffalo. But this week, Brandon Cooks returned to fantasy relevance as a wide receiver too. Go ahead and start him. He's going to be a good volume play. Uh, Pittman, this guy's developed into a very nice weapon. We've talked about him quite often. He's big, he's physical, he looks good. Had a beautiful touchdown and catch. Um, facing the Texans that give the seventh fewest points to wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they're good at shit down receivers, but remember that was versus the Browns, Jags, and the Patriots. Like, that's a skewed stat. Mm-hmm. Against Diggs and DJ Moore, those guys lit him up. And so Pittman, I would start as a mid-range wide receiver too. I would sell other wide receivers in this game. I would sit all tight ends in this game. I would sit the Texans kicker and Blankenship. Um, I think he's worth a start, although he has missed uh, a few kicks this year. I think it's still a good play for him. I would sit the Texans defense, but I would start the Colts defense in this game. All right, and I love that quick, easy breakdown. Uh, there's nice when you just got those matchups. Like, you just know not to play players, and it's really simple. I'm really excited to keep watching Michael Pittman, have yeah. him on my fantasy teams. He kind of struggled to start the year. We didn't look as good as many people thought, in like especially week one. But you definitely have to ask yourself, like, is that just a product of, like, Wentz was banged up and they hadn't built their chemistry? I think he could finish this year and really show us that he is a true wide receiver one. Yeah, I think one of the things you get center why he struggled, why Wentz might have struggled, too, is that Wentz got hurt in the preseason. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought he wasn't going to get ready. You missed all that time to learn a new offense, get your time and down with these weapons. Time that's so important to a new quarterback and a new team, right? Yeah. And so they're just really starting to get, I think, into playing shape or at least connecting and getting their timing together. So I think you're going to see that continue to trend upwards. All right, let's get into our next matchup. Now we get to talk about the Rams at the Giants. Let's start off with the Rams and Matthew Stafford. He's a must-start. He's got two passing touchdowns or more every single game, and the Giants give up the 10th most fantasy points to QBs. That's a really obvious must-play situation. As far as the running backs, Daryl Henderson, you know what? He's also a must-play. He looks really good. He's 15th amongst running backs in fantasy scoring. In fact, he's ninth if you count the weeks that he played because, remember, he did miss that one game due to injury. At 4.9 yards per carry, he's a guy who's going to get you 15-plus touches. There's no arguing it. Play Daryl Henderson. When he's healthy and on the field, he is productive. As far as the wide receivers go, uh, very same situation. You got to play Cooper Cup. Big surprise, the guy who is through five games still number one in fantasy scoring. He's on pace for 1,800 receiving yards. Uh, Must play Cooper Cup. Here's another guy. What about Robert Woods? He's looked a lot better lately. I think you need to play him as well. In fact, over the last couple of games, he's got like 16 catches for 200 yards and a touchdown. I think that's in the last uh, three games. Um, So he's a must play as well. What about Tyler Higby? He's a guy who actually, he's been kind of confusing because he didn't look as hot to start the year as we expected. But 
lot of that might have come down to the fact that Cooper Cup was hogging like five touchdowns in the first two games. Now, he has scored in two out of the last three games Higby has, and he's a low-volume guy, but he's also in a good matchup versus the Giants, who give up the fifth-most fantasy points to tight ends. So for that reason, if you don't have a great option that you love and you trust like Waller or Kelsey, I would play Higby this week. In a PPR league, that changes. There are a few more PPR guys who are safer picks. Uh, He is a bit touchdown-dependent based off of that volume, but I also think he could continue to get that volume as teams are going to key in you know, continually focus more and more on Cooper Cup until they finally learn how to really shut him down. As far as the kicker, you got to play Matt Gay. I mean, there's just no way around it. He's fourth in fantasy points among kickers and in one of the best offenses. Like, that's an obvious start. And the Rams defense, I'm going to start them versus the Giants. Uh, The Rams have been a good defense, but they have not been as good fantasy-wise as we kind of had thought that they might be, or at least as good as they were last year. But versus a Giants team... Their running backs are hurt. Their two offensive linemen are hurt. Like 16 of their wide receivers are hurt. Their running back is hurt. Like everyone is hurt. That's a must-play situation. Am I right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, And speaking of which, let's talk about the Giants. So right now we know that Daniel Jones is questionable with a concussion. And I'll say this, I think he's going to miss this game. Now, a lot of times with concussions, they're just fine. This seemed like a worse concussion than normal. In fact, he was kind of like wobbling around the field. Looked like he could barely stand until the trainers got him off the field. Like, it did not look good. So I'm going to sit Daniel Jones either way. If they do play him, I'll be kind of worried that he's not 100%. I mean, really, it looked to be kind of a bad hit. Um, As far as the running backs go, Barkley, he's going to be out this game. His ankle was like three times the size of any human's ankle has ever been. That was so swollen. It was kind of gross. Um, But that does leave room for Devontae Booker to come in and be a guy you need to start. He finished 14th in running back scoring last game, and that was less than a full game of being the starter. He had 20 touches and two touchdowns. Now, there's some concerns there with that offense, right? Obviously, with how banged up they are, you got to wonder how effective they're going to be. And it is a difficult matchup. But how do you ignore a guy who's going to get you 20 touches in a game or more? Right. For that reason, play Devontae Booker. Shepard, Slayton, and Galladay are all out this week. Um, So here's a clear play. you got to play Kadarius Toney, especially if Daniel Jones plays. If Daniel Jones does not play, I can see sitting him. But I would more bump him down into a role of like a flex play or a low-end wide receiver three. But I'd actually probably still put him in my lineup. I don't know about you, Rob, but what do you think? Like, would yeah, you I still think, play him? Yeah, I would play him. The only thing I have to watch, he got kicked out last game for throwing a punch there. I don't forget uh, any suspension by the league. I, I don't think so, but definitely mm-hmm. monitor that. But if he's in there, he's going to be a good volume play. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The suspension is really the question. Their coach, Judge, said, I, you know, he said, I support whatever the NFL chooses to do, so we're just going to like let Like he has a choice. say, yeah, that was so clever of you, man. <laughs> You know, but he had 13 targets, 10 catches, 189 yards last game. Like, if he plays, there's no reason he doesn't have another 13 targets. There's really not. Um, But this does bring up one other question, and that is, you think you got to play Evan Ingram with everything going on? He's got to have some volume. Yeah, you know, he he looked a little bit better. I think he had four targets, four catches last game. He's always a guy that you've talked about has got potential upside uh, brought in the league, not as a blocking tight end, but more as a weapon. And it hasn't come to fruition, but this seems to be, if there's a game that he's going to have a good game, you think this is going to be it. Yeah. Now I'm going to say this again. He's got nine catches on 10 targets over the last two games. So he's been pretty good, but I just can't play him in a regular fantasy league. You know what I would do though? I'm going to plug and play in a daily league where he's going to be a cheap option for me. That feels like something I'm a little more comfortable with. 
Um, finally, I'm going to sit Graham Gano with all the injuries to that offense. I don't trust they're going to be kicking a whole lot, and I'm going to sit the Giants' defense. I got the Chiefs versus the Washington football team. Start the quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes. For Pat Mahomes, he's struggling. Yeah, um, he's not playing the way he used to. But funny thing is, his struggle makes another quarterback. I mean, they would love to have his struggles, anyways. He's a guy that's still top five, regardless. You got to play Pat Mahomes, Tyler Heineke. After three solid games, um, he kind of stunk it up versus the Saints there. But I think in this game, it'll be a nice volume play versus the Chiefs defense that hasn't looked all that good. Um, now, he is missing his tight end, Thomas. That hurts a little bit. Um, and I think he could use a better supporting cast. Terry McLaurin is great, but he could have some other weapons there. I think he's a guy that would be a great play in daily fantasy because of his cost, going back to what you said previously, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. But for me, I look at him, he's just outside the top 12 as far as quarterbacks. But I think he lands in the 13 to 15 range as a guy that you can play in large leagues there if you have to start somebody. As far as running backs go, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, is going to be out, making Williams a very good running back play as he fills in. Darrell Williams should be decent there. I love him. Play him. He'll be fine in this matchup. And then let's go to the running backs for Washington Gibson. His efficiency is down, um, but he's been playing with an, a fractured shin, mm-hmm. I believe it is, Yeah. Um, which is crazy. He's playing through that, but uh, it seems like they have no problem. But he does have four touchdowns in five games, even though the efficiency is not there. He is their lead back. He's getting the carries. And that makes him a mid-range running back to start. As far as wide receivers go, Tyreek Hill is a stud. Go ahead and start him. And so is Terry McLaurin. Um, those guys will both be in for big games. Terry McLaurin will have double-digit targets and have to play a lot. Uh, they're going to be playing catch-up all game long, so I love that. As far as the other Kansas City wide receivers, um, from week to week, you cannot pin it down. I know you're going to think, you know, I know people are going to say, well, you know, you've got Hardman there and, and people are pushing him hard, but we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. They'll have a good game and then disappear. And so for me, I don't trust any of those guys. Um, I would stay away from all of them if I could and find a better option there. Um, you need a couple more weeks before you could trust him. I would say all the wide receivers on those teams, um, as far as, like I said, start Hale, start McLaurin, otherwise. Kelsey, uh, he's the number one tight end scoring, start him, he's a stud. And then you got Ricky Seals-Jones, who's filling in for Logan Thomas there. He might be worth a shot as a fill-in, depending upon how big your league is and how desperate your need is. He, he's, a, he's a guy that's got some potential, but he also carries some risk. I would start Buckner, I would sit, sit Washington's kicker, mm-hmm. and then I would sit both defenses in this one. All right, nice simple matchup there. Let's get to our next game. All right, now we got to break down the Vikings at the Panthers. Let's start off with the Panthers side of the football. What about Sam Darnold? Now, here's the thing. I talked about this recently in one of our videos. He had a bit of an off game last game, and I told people not to worry. He's going to be just fine. I think he's still going to have a good fantasy season. That being said, I wouldn't play him this week. The Vikings have given up the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, and here's what really stands out. They've gone against good quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and... Uh, Russell Wilson, like those are some very good offenses with good quarterbacks, good coaches, good receivers, and they've still given up just the seventh fewest. So I'm going to sit Sam Darnold this week versus the Vikings. I think that has to do with the fact that the Vikings defense has really turned some things around lately. Yeah, you know, uh, Zimmer is a great defensive coach. I think he has turned things around. Bringing Daniel Hunter back changes everything, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that, that defense has turned a corner. Yeah. What about the running backs? Christian McCaffrey is out making Chubba Hubbard a must start. I said this in the preseason, and I was super disappointed when the Panthers drafted him because I felt like he was the most talented running back in this draft class. And then it was like, what a waste. He's not going to see the field. So, of course, I don't want McCaffrey to be hurt, but I'm having a lot of fun watching him run because he's just been phenomenal. In fact, he had, what, 30 touches for a total of 134 yards last game. He ultimately finished as an RB2. He was great. And now, versus the Vikings, who give up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs, Chubba Hubbard is a must-play. That being said, the Vikings have faced some good running backs as well. 
Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Like, they face some good running backs. That probably is part of the reason that they've given up a lot of fantasy points yeah. to backs. But it's still going to be a good day for him. And how do you argue with it? If a player gets 20 touches at the running back position, he is a must-start for the most part. He got 30 last game, and he could very well get 30 again. As far as the wide receivers go, DJ Moore is a must-play. Seventh in fantasy scoring amongst receivers. He's a guy who's going to get you eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown, maybe even more. Um, now the Vikings have... that. Here's, a, here's the tricky thing about it. The Vikings have given up the 12th fewest fantasy points to receivers. And just like I said before, they face some good good matchups against some good offenses. Like the Bengals have good wide receivers and a good quarterback. The Cardinals are phenomenal. The Seahawks have got, at least when Wilson was healthy, had a great quarterback and two good wide receivers. So other than DJ Moore, I'm going to sit Robbie Anderson. I'm sitting Marshall. I'm sitting Brandon Zilstra. I don't want to mess with any of those guys. Um, I think that uh, DJ Moore is too good not to play, though. As far as the tight end goes, Ian Thomas, um, He's been seeing a little bit increase recently, had a bit bigger role, but I'm still going to sit him at this point. He's only a guy who's going to get you maybe two or three catches off five targets. Um, Just not enough there. This might be a bit better week for him, though, if those receivers do struggle. I'm going to start Zane Gonzalez versus the Vikings. Here's what it is to be a Vikings fan. Kickers against the Vikings have made a 50-plus yard field goal every single game. Do you remember when that used to be like kickers didn't make 50-plus yeah. yarders ever, and now they're just doing it every week versus us? It's kind of depressing. However, last week, the one kick that mattered, the Lions missed, so that finally felt nice to see. Well, I think that's good and bad. I think that one of the reasons why that's happening is our defense is bending but not breaking, uh-huh. um, leaving teams in field goal positions, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah, so that is great for, for Zane Gonzalez, especially a guy who— Last week, he made two 40-plus yarders and a 50-plus yarder, and he totaled 14 fantasy points. Definitely play him. And finally, I'm going to sit the Panthers' defense. Taking a look now at the other side, what about the Vikings? Uh, Starting off with Kirk Cousins, you got to sit Kirk Cousins. Back-to-back weeks outside of the top 20 in weekly scoring. The Panthers have given up the 13th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Certainly, that's been a pretty easy schedule against guys like Winston, Wilson, Davis Mills, and Jalen Hurts. But nonetheless, I still think they are a uh, above-average defense, and they're going to do enough to limit Cousins' fantasy value, who over the last two games already struggled. As far as the running backs go, Cook is questionable with that ankle injury. If Dalvin Cook is healthy and he starts, you got to play Dalvin Cook. If he's out, you know who becomes a must-start is Alexander Madison. 25 carries for 113 yards. That's 4.5 yards per carry. And more impressively, he caught all seven of his targets for 40 yards and a touchdown. Madison is a must-start. In fact, he I don't think he's as good as Dalvin Cook, but he really looks like it. As far as the wide receivers go, start Justin Jefferson. He's a wide receiver one. He is an easy top 10 pick right there. Here's a tough one. What about Adam Thielen? Uh, He is a touchdown-dependent wide receiver, and over the last two weeks when he didn't score a touchdown, he finished 63rd and 70th amongst wide receivers. I hate to say it, but I think you got to sit Adam Thielen. Am I wrong? Like, he seems so good, but the numbers just aren't there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's a major regression going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think I feel a little safer playing him in a standard league because he has shown the propensity to get in the end zone. But as mm-hmm. far as PPR leagues go, definitely find better options out there. A guy like Hunter Renfro, um, who has at double-digit PPR points every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with that volume, should see some touchdowns. But moving on now, I think you got to sit Tyler Conklin. you got to start Greg Joseph. He's been great. Third in fantasy points among kickers. Finally, that Vikings defense, 
you know, I think you can actually start the Vikings defense. Fantasy-wise, they've looked better the last couple of games. In this matchup, they might be, you know, kind of playing that 8 to 12 range. They're not going to be a perfect start. They're not going to be phenomenal, but they should get you a few points here or there, enough to make them worth it to plug into your lineup if you don't have an option that you love. So I've had a couple games that I haven't had a lot of fantasy value, but the last two do, and this one in particular has a lot of fantasy value also. Chargers versus the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Okay, some people are not like what I'm about to say, but be objective. Great athlete, but an average quarterback. Stats and metrics undeniably showed that before this season. Mm-hmm. But now, he's actually developed into a very good passer, too. Mm-hmm. He's, this guy's becoming a stud. Yeah. Um, he's run the ball really well. He's thrown the ball really well. Um, his yards per game, his efficiency, what he did last game was just phenomenal. It was fun to watch, to be honest with you, although I felt heartbroken for the poor Colts. Uh, it's funny because we were talking back and forth. I'm heartbroken. I'll talk about that in a bit regarding Mark Andrews. But anyways, um, when you last saw that game, it was like uh, 22 to like uh, 6 or something like that. It was like yeah. pretty much over. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mark Andrews is having a good game. You're like, yeah, garbage time stats. I'm like, no, they came back and won. My defense, I only saw like the first half. Yeah, and then so. I, was, I was busy. I had places to be. But Yeah, it was a crazy comeback. So, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson started him. Talk about amazing. Justin Herbert. Uh, I know this kid is good. Uh, but you need to start this guy. In fact, I didn't realize how good he was. I think you have a stat for us that, to me, blows my mind. Yeah, let's put it out there right now. The most 300-yard passing performances by a you know a quarterback through their first two seasons. Justin Herbert has the most at 11. That means Pat Mahomes is second at 10. Dan Marino's at 10. Andrew Luck's at 9. Uh, Kurt Warner's at 9. Like, he's Those are above big all. names. There's a big names. And, oh, yeah, he just started his second season. We're only in week what? Six. This is crazy. That could, kid looks so poised. He's probably going to get you, let's be honest, maybe four or five more of those. I wonder how many teams are kicking themselves that passed on him early in the draft. I tell you what, this guy looks really good, so play him. Can you believe they compared him to Mitchell Trubisky? That was his combine oh comparison. Um, good for you, Trubisky. I remember a couple years ago when Rosen got drafted around that same range there, and he came in and said he's going to be bad. What? Is he even playing right now? He's on the bench, I think, for somebody. But I think it's funny. Uh, Josh Rosen got picked like 11th, and he said, I feel bad for the 10 teams who picked another player than me. Ouch. <laughs> That's terrible. So I'll look at the running back situation. Austin Eckler, this guy is a start. He's a top five running back one in PPR leagues and standard leagues. He's a low-end running back one, but the guy is lighting it up right now. Um, so you got to like him. Mm-hmm. As far as the running backs go for the uh, the Ravens, this one is just confusing for me. Late in the game, they went Freeman. They did bring Williams back in. They've used Murray. Um, they, none of them look that good. They struggle to run the ball. Probably if you had to put your money in a guy, the guy there's still probably uh, Latavius Murray because the ability to be the all-around back and do the things he needs to do. Uh, but I would probably sit all three of those. I just don't like it at this point. Um, as far as wide receivers go, Marquez Brown, the biggest beneficiary, beneficiary of Lamar Jackson's improvement has got to be Brown. Mm-hmm. Currently, he's a sixth wide receiver in terms of fantasy football points. Did you know that? Wow. Six. Like, it's crazy. That would be even higher except he dropped three touchdown passes in one game. I'm going to keep bringing that up all year long because it was crazy. So, uh, But he's a guy that's huge right now. Now, until Bateman returns, or until the running attack improves, he's a guy you're going to start as a wide receiver one. I do think, though, that that's not going to be where his ceiling is going to be at. I think he'll fall to kind of a wide receiver two range there, but go ahead and play him there. As far as uh, other wide receivers on that team, sit him. As far as wide receivers go for the Chargers there, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen start both of those guys as wide receiver ones. Uh, Low-end wide receiver ones, but definitely wide receiver ones. And we said, I think week one and week two, like, we suggested this is the year that it all comes together for Mike Williams. Well, that's happening right now. The guy is phenomenal. Um, definitely outscoring Keenan Allen. So, I mean, those are both great plays there. As far as tight ends go, uh, Cooks, uh, Cook is a low-end start. I don't like him, but, you know, it is a desperate position for a lot of people, and he's not bad play. He's just not a strong play there. And let's talk about Mark Andrews. Um, 
I hate fantasy football. <laughs> so I haven't been a big fan of this guy. I like him as a tight end, but I always felt like he was capped because his usage. Um, they would all spread the ball around quite a bit, run the ball so much, and Lamar Jackson's not a great passer. But I tell you what, because that offense is changing, they can't run the ball, and Lamar Jackson's improved as a quarterback. All of a sudden, this guy is second right now in points scored. He exploded last week, and the reason why I'm upset is because I traded him uh, for George Kittle. Um, but anyways, um, and the other player you got in that trade also got hurt. Yes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So it's just been a banner week for me. But hey, it comes with the territory, right? I'm just hoping it'll flip. So anyways, yeah, you got to start Mark Andrews. The guy looks great out there. I would sit both defenses, and I would start both kickers in this game. All right, nice simple breakdown. Yeah, it's you said it. It's been fun to watch the Ravens. This is completely different from what they've ever yeah. done. They don't even have phenomenal wide receivers, and he's getting it done in the passing game. It's been it's been nice to see he's got a lot more complete game. That being said, you have to be terrified to play the Ravens next year when their backfield is healthy. Yeah. That'll be a very scary team to play against. Yeah, I think another thing that's boosted the value of all those Ravens players on that team as far as fantasy goes is that Ravens defense is uncharacteristic and not playing well. Yeah. And so that they're getting up a lot of points for us. And so, uh, yeah, that whole thing is just this perfect uh, a storm of just fantasy gold. You know, with that running game hurt, do you, do you think that their offense is – picked up the pace, maybe more three and outs, but when they, you know, they're successful, they're scoring quicker, and maybe they're not used to being on the field as much. I mean, let's be honest. They were pampered by a team that wasted the clock, and they held the time of possession better than any team in the league. Last year, they averaged over 200 rushing yards per game. That's crazy. That's insane. Dominated time of possession. So that could be it. Yeah. You know? uh, but anyways, just fun to watch that. We'll see how things continue to develop. I'm excited to watch Bateman when he comes back. But I think that's our last breakdown for this video. We will do a part two. As always, we want to wait for like the late Sunday night yeah. games and the Monday game. We want a little extra time. They're not releasing information on that Monday yeah. game until much later mm -hmm. on. So... Don't forget about our jersey giveaway, free NFL jersey of your choice. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is get subscribers. You get a friend to subscribe, put your name and the name of subscriber that joined. If we can confirm that, your name goes in the hat. And in two weeks, we'll draw out a winner. Uh, it's fun and easy to do that, right? All right. Well, guys, that's the video. As always, thank you so much for watching, supporting the channel. If you do want to support us, like, share, subscribe, and join that contest. Get your friends to join as well. And you guys have a great day, and God bless.